Welcome to the BG Cast, a podcast seeking to bring the battleground community and schools together. My name is David, and I'll be your host for this journey, and I'll be joined each week by Denny Waters, the Battleground Public School District Superintendent. Our goal is to bring the voice of the schools to the community and the voice of the community to the schools. We'll be talking about the many things that make BGPS such a great district, hearing stories from students and staff, and shining a spotlight on some of the hidden treasures you may not know about. We'll also be covering some of the challenging and controversial topics that bubble to the surface around the Battleground community. This week, we'll be talking with Josh and Ivy, who are members of the CAC, also known as the Citizens Advisory Committee. We'll be talking about the purpose of this committee and some of our insights from the first year. Our spotlight will be on two seniors, Evan and Kaylin, who just graduated, and as usual, we kick things off with the top 10 quotes about dads. So our top 10 for this week, is it's a little bit different. So instead of the normal top 10, I found, because this will be close to Father's Day, so uh, top 10 quotes about dads. Okay. So these, these are not mine. These are from people a lot funnier than me. Uh, the first one, number 10, you can tell what was the best year of your father's life because they seemed to freeze that clothing style and write it out. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure my dad doesn't listen to this podcast, but he had a lot of uh, polyester suits and mm-hmm. and uh, those things that he still wore well and well into the uh, '90s and early 2000s. So, D- does it say something bad about me that I still got stuff in my closet from high school? <laughs> does it still fit? Oh, probably not. Oh, okay, oh. I can always tell um, where mine is. It's the length of the shorts. Yeah, I mean, I I grew up, you know, 70s and 80s, and shorts were shorts, right? You know, (laughs) they didn't have, you know, ones that went past your knees, right? And now, if they don't go past your knees, it feels like they're way too short. I know, so that's my that's what calls me out, right? Yeah, number nine, uh, see here, got it. I'm getting getting too much light through, I can't read it. My daughter got me a world's best dad mug, so we know she's sarcastic, Bob Odenkirk. Number eight. Go ahead. I was going to say, I've seen the uh, world's second best dad, and, you know, (laughs) they didn't get it for me, thankfully, (laughs) because that would uh, bring up some questions, I think. Who do you like better than me? Number eight. Father's Day is important because, besides being the day on which we honor dad, it's the one day of the year that Brookstone does any business. (laughs) (laughs) Are they still open anymore? (laughs) They were... the Those are story, mall gadget stores. Yeah, yeah, I only ever saw them at the airport, and that's the only thing I'd ever go in. So yeah. You get the, the free massage chair, and then you think, well, how many people have sat in this free massage chair today? And then, so you stop doing that. That was Jimmy Fallon. Number seven, when I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant, I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to be 21, I was astonished at how much the old man had learned in seven years. <laughs> that's Mark Twain. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Number six. Sometimes I'm amazed that my wife and I created two human beings from scratch, yet struggle to assemble the most basic of IKEA cabinets. John Kinnear. <laughs> Those things are complicated. Yeah. <laughs> Number five. Fatherhood is great because you can ruin someone from scratch. John Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you could ruin someone. <laughs> you can ruin someone from scratch. You get from to scratch. start from beginning. Number four, remember, what dad really wants is a nap. Really? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moms do too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Number three, I've, I, never got alone, I never got along with my dad. Kids used to come up to me and say, my dad can beat up your dad. I'd say, yeah, when? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Bill Hicks. Okay. Number two, when I was a kid, I said, I said to my father one afternoon, Daddy, will you take me to the zoo? He answered, if the zoo wants you, let them come and get you. <laughs> Jerry Lewis. Last one, number one, raising kids may be a thankless job with ridiculous hours, but at least the pay sucks. Mm. Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> Good. We love dads. Yeah. All right, our spotlight for this week is with uh, a senior from the Battleground Public Schools. I don't know what school. We're going to figure that out in just a second, but but it's with Evan Tapio. Evan, how are you today? Pretty good. How are you? Good. So let's start off with 
What school did you just graduate from? So I graduated from Cam Academy. It's a secondary school near Battleground High School. Okay. So you were the last class in that building. Yeah. That, did that feel momentous to you at all? It was kind of special, uh, especially since my graduating class was the first class that started in third grade at Cam. Mm-hmm. So that, that was kind of special too, but also right. a little bit sad. But yeah. nice that we fit that in before we had to change buildings. Yeah, that's good. Well, what, uh, what would you say are your top three highlights from your high school career at Cam? One of my favorites is in freshman year, we had a solar car competition. Um, so that, that was really cool. It a was solar a solar car competition. Yeah. So we, how big was the car? It wasn't super big. It was about like a foot long, okay. um, maybe 16 inches long. Um, Did it have to run just on solar power? Yeah. So it, we had a solar panel that we had to mount on there somehow and we had CDs for wheels. So it was, wow. it was pretty fun. Nice. How did your go? We actually did really good. We, I think we took third at our school with the little mini practice rounds that we had. And then with the actual competition where multiple high schools participated, we took first place. Cool. Good. Good. What other highlights? Um, AP exams have been going pretty well for me, so I've earned quite a bit of college credit. So that's been really exciting. That's great. So you don't have to pay for those. Yeah. That's nice. Any other highlights? Um, My robotics season this season, um, it was pretty tough because we were significantly disadvantaged, but we really came out from behind and we took second at one of our competitions. Good, so. good job. How how sophisticated was your robot? Did it do one specific thing or was it more than that? Yeah, it was actually pretty sophisticated. So it was about uh, three feet long by two and a half feet wide and about three and a half feet tall, but it would pick up a nine and a half inch tennis ball and then swing across several monkey bars. So Nice. Yeah, it was, it was pretty complicated. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so this sounds like fun fun opportunities there at CAM. And uh, CAM is an option for people still, right? Moving forward, they're moving into a new location, so. Yeah, yeah, we're, we'll be at Battle, or near Battleground High School, so. Yeah, great. All right, well, what would you say is one, one unexpected lesson that you learned, didn't expect to learn when you were going through high school? Um, I guess I didn't expect to like doing debates and argumentative reasoning, um, okay. I, as a freshman, I, w- I was pretty quiet in class. Um, but as it went on, I, I got pretty good at writing a good thesis and arguing it well. And and we had some debates this year in my government class, which were pretty fun. Cool. So, do you deconstruct, you know, arguments that people in your life are making outside of class? Um, in my head, sometimes I will. <laughs> um, I've I've had a, a lot of practice doing that with some stuff at mm-hmm. home and stuff, but, um, so I, I try not to, I try to do it in a, in a loving way. Right. I, I right. never try to take apart the person, just maybe their, yeah. their reasoning. That's good. Well, lastly, last question, if you could give one piece of advice to, to an incoming freshman who's going to be starting their journey at CAM next year, what would you say? I would say to take your learning as a job, like, um, your academics, even though they're not always as fun, they are good at helping you stretch your mind and also make as much time as you can to learn just practical things like fixing lawnmowers. If your mm-hmm. your neighbor's lawnmower breaks down, hey, can I help you or watch you? Um, you can learn a lot that, that way that you can use to solve other problems because life really is all about problem solving. So mm-hmm. the more experience and knowledge you have about everything, the better off you'll be in whatever career you do. Good. Well, Evan, thanks for joining us today, and yeah. uh, congratulations. Good work finishing up, and Thank good you. luck on your uh, your next venture as you head off into the, the big, wide world all on your own. Yeah, thank you. Well, our second spotlight for this episode is with another senior who just graduated. I'm sitting with Kaylin today. How are you doing today, Kaylin? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Congratulations. Thank you. You are, you are off into the world now. What are, what are your plans moving forward? Um, next year, I'm attending the University of Washington to study political science and international relations. Great. Yeah. So you're going up to Seattle? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Are you excited or scared? Um, I'm pretty excited. Originally, I was going to go to the UK, so this is like less of a move than I was anticipating. <laughs> so Yeah, that's, that's a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what were, what were three things that you learned over the course of your high school career? Um. I mean, obviously I learned a lot, but I learned like when the opportunity is presented, 
always like take the extra step to get involved because by getting involved, you open so much like so many doors that you might not have had otherwise. Mm -hmm. So, and you never know where that might take you. Um, And also just like be kind because you never know like what someone's going through or what by being kind or being nice, being able to listen and talk to someone, Mm -hmm. what you might learn or what you might open yourself to. So I would, I would always like caution someone to be nice when they can. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess just like make the most of it. I mean, everyone says that it, like it flies by and you know, you'll miss it when you're gone, but you, you never really believe that as a right. freshman. You're like, no, it's not. It's yep. going to be like the longest four years ever, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. And I think that once you graduate and you kind of have to, you know, look at the real world, you'll realize just how many opportunities you had and you don't really get those like in the real world, not in the same way. Mm-hmm. Like you're free to do whatever you want in high school. So yeah. Yeah, just make the most of it. <laughs> good, that's good. Good advice. So, um, is was there one one subject or one topic that you didn't think you were going to like, and then you ended up liking as you went through the years? Um, probably history. Good. I was never I in like middle school. I was always more of like a math science kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but going into high school, I definitely like. Well, I still kind of value math and science. I definitely towards English and social studies more. Mm-hmm. And I'm, that kind of led to where I'm going now with political science. Yeah. So that was definitely something that you know, presented itself to me that I didn't really expect, especially through like AP World sophomore year. That was definitely kind of like an eye-opening class. So, Were there any particular historical events that kind of stirred your interest? Um, I mean, a lot of them, not that this is necessarily a historical event, but I am fascinated by like the idea of Islam. Like it's religion in general, I think is a really fascinating thing. Mm -hmm. And especially like the effects of religion on society as a whole. Mm -hmm. And so that can be seen a lot through Islam, especially because it's such a huge religion, like in, you know, Europe and Asia and the Middle East. So, um, that's definitely something that has been cool. And then... Um, really anything in like U.S. government history, okay. I think is really interesting. So, yeah. yeah. So if you, if you were talking to somebody who's going to be starting their freshman year next year, what would you say to them? I would say like, don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone, I guess. And um, don't focus too much on being like cool and like <laughs> trying to do like the popular thing mm-hmm. because, you know, you really got to do what's going to benefit you and what's going to make you happy. Because if you're bending over backwards to do something that everyone else thinks is cool and you don't necessarily enjoy, then you're not Mm going to have fun. And if you don't have fun, you don't get good grades. And, you know, it's kind of a trickle down effect. So I think do do what you need to do to set yourself up to be the most successful, I guess. Yeah, good. Yeah. Well, Kaylin, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to join us. Congratulations on wrapping school up. And even though it was in the rain, you, you graduated, it's <laughs> yes. all over, and, and you're off uh, to do new things now. So good luck. All right. Thank you. For this week, we are, we're talking about the, uh, the Citizens Advisory Committee, the CAC. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> we ring the bell every time we use a, um, acronym. an acronym. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that bell's going to get some use. <laughs> <laughs> it has gotten some use so far. Yeah. So, um, But we're, we're joined today with uh, Denny, as usual. How are you doing today? Good. Doing well. Good. Thanks. And we also have from the committee, I'm a part of the committee, but we also have Josh and Ivy with us. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, let's see. We should talk about the committee. Probably not. Not everyone knows what the, the Citizens Advisory Committee is, and and we should define it and, and let people know about it. And so maybe Denny, you want to start off by yeah explaining. So, so one of the one of the priorities when I um, became superintendent was to um, involve the community more, especially our our parents and our families mm-hmm. more. And I had heard about this idea, um, actually, one of um, another district in our area, the Kama School mm-hmm. District, had a longstanding um, citizens advisory committee. So I reached out to their superintendent um, at the time was Jeff Snell, who's now moved over and he's the superintendent of Vancouver Public mm-hmm. Schools. So mm-hmm. I believe Vancouver is 
as a CAC now. I'll do that as well. Okay. Yeah. And I just asked him about it, and I just thought it was a great idea, you know, just a way to get um, feedback from our families, from our parents, um, people who are vested in the schools, who have a reason to be vested because mm -hmm. their kids or their grandkids um, are there. And um, it's actually been a wonderful experience. It's still evolving. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're figuring it out. It's, you know, there's that old... Um, um, saying that you are flying the plane while you're building it. <laughs> um, and, and that's kind of what we are doing, mm -hmm. but we just wrapped up our first year and I think it was fantastic. You know, the, the interest in the CAC from the start mm -hmm. was really, really high. I mm -hmm. mean, we had, we opened that up. We asked parents if they were interested. And in that first go through, we had over 140 Hmm. Um, parents express an interest in participating in the CAC, and you know we didn't we didn't choose anybody for any particular reason except you know they they had some great. We asked a single question, which was why do you want to be a part of the CAC? And if they if the answer was hey I'm just interested in in helping or in making our schools better, mm -hmm. that gave us you know that meant they were in the running. And yeah. then we just went through. Did a little bit of research. You know, one of the questions we asked was, which school would you be representing? And obviously, we have parents who represent more than one school because they have uh, kids at different ages, perhaps, and they're in a primary school and a middle school and maybe even a high school. Um, but we tried to choose at least two people from every um, school. And we got that representation and brought people together and just started listening and talking and learning mm -hmm. and and um doing things which yeah. has been it's been great yeah. so yeah it's been been fun so ivy and josh uh, what what is it that that drew you to the idea of being a part of this committee uh well for myself um i it seemed great that there's an opportunity for someone who has you know no experience or qualifications as far as education goes no, really very little familiarity with the process and how school districts really run. Um, and then when we, my wife and I saw that posted online, it's like, you know, we've got two kids in the district, one in middle school and another in primary. And it's okay, let's, you know, let's put our, put, put our names out there and, mm -hmm. and kind of, it's just a way to, to put some input and, you know, things that are concerning to us as parents and, and to get feedback from the school and really hear, you know, that what their priorities are mm -hmm. and, also helped influence it, I guess, yeah. in some small way. Um, I moved here about a year ago um, from Seattle area. And so mm -hmm. my kids are both in primary. One's in first grade this year and one will be entering kindergarten next year. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to get involved and figure out like what the area was about, where can I, you know, learn more and hear about what the schools have to offer. Mm -hmm. What would you say after, after the first year, what's been the kind of the biggest aha or the biggest thing you weren't expecting to have happen as a, as a result of being on the committee? I really didn't go in with him too many expectations, but to just kind of like listen in here for a little while. Mm -hmm. um, but we worked on a lot of interesting things with like vision and what we really thought the school could start looking forward to. And part of me was the bond. I, my kids are at the oldest school in the district. <laughs> and so I was like, Walked in on the first day to drop my kid off, and I, I thought I went back in time. So also another reason why I really wanted to be part of this. Mm -hmm. So I think going forward, it'll be interesting to get further into some of that stuff and how we can mm -hmm. get, you know, more equity amongst all of the schools the same. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I, I could echo a lot of that, but um, I would say if we would have had a, this, this bell here at those meetings, we would have rung it a lot of, right. you know, <laughs> quite frequently, but... Mm -hmm. Um, I, I guess I have a, just a new appreciation for everything that goes into it. Um, our conversations were wide ranging, you know, when we started off talking that the, the levy that was, that, that was run, um, oh, I, November. Yeah, no, yeah. So last, last fall and, um, looking at what that budget would look like if it passed, if it didn't pass, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and then just kind of the different pools of money and how things, and it's, it's very restrictive and, uh. Um, complicated, so I have right. a new appreciation for that part of it, um, um, and everything that goes into it, and Denny and all the staff and the board members and how it all connects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one of the big things for me too. Was how you know there's there's a lot of money, 
but there are so many different pools of money. And so like you can only use this money for this and you can only use this money for that. And then the state mandates that you have this many positions for this and this many positions for that, but they're only going to pay for this percentage of it. And so then you have to come up with all these different things. It gets very complicated very quickly. Right. It's never as easy as anybody thinks. And that's been, you know, that's, that's part of the good thing about the CAC. What I've, what I've appreciated is that, you know, we're sharing information, and right now we have about, you know, 30, 30, between 30 and 35 members of the group, you know, depending. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's nice to know because I, I, I hear from our CAC members that, you know, I'm having conversations with 35 families, um, parents, mm-hmm. but those 35 people are going out in the community and sharing those conversations and sharing that knowledge mm-hmm. and, you know, and getting feedback and, and learning, you know, teaching others mm-hmm. about the district. So that's been, that's been exciting to see as well. Yeah. Those, when we were talking about the levy, you know, I went out and talked to my neighbors, which are <laughs> way out in the boonies and just, I, I was trying to feel them out for, for the levy and trying to get, you know, what their thoughts were because that we, I live in the part of the county that tends to be more resistant to, mm-hmm. to the levies. And so, so, so what, are, what's your thinking about the levy and, and try to dig into where that feeling comes uh-huh. from? And it's very interesting conversations. Well, you know, and it's, it's always, I mean, every single meeting that I have, um, you know, that we've had, the, the, I walk away learning something and getting, get, it helps me make decisions it helps me form you know ivy mentioned that you know form a a vision you know it helps me make connections i mean it's it's always very insightful and what what has been interesting in our committee is i think we have a lot of varying viewpoints you know definitely yeah (laughs) yeah you know, I mean, we've, you know, we've had some interesting conversations, whether it be about, you know, critical race theory that's come up mm-hmm. or sexual, um, you know, comprehensive sex education or, you know, just, you know, school safety is a big one, you know, right mm-hmm. now, obviously. Right. Um, so j- topics come up and the and just hearing the perspective is amazing. Yeah. And other than our first meeting, which was in the lair, there was there hasn't been even kind of a hint of hostility and I, you know, which I was, I'm, I'm guessing is just because we moved from the lair to the, to the library. So just the setting mm. was changed, you know, so this, this isn't a place where battles happen. This is where we have discussions. Well, but, but isn't that part of the process though, is that you, because, because we, none of us knew what to expect. Right. <laughs> I mean, I went in, I wasn't looking for a battle, but, right. but I, I, but I do think that, you know, initially, you know, People, you know, people maybe just, you know, were a little bit skeptical mm-hmm. of, of, of perhaps of the process. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, one thing I would say about that too is that well, there hadn't been any kind of hostility, and I think the conversations have, have largely been productive. Mm-hmm. There hadn't been any subjects that have been off limits or anything. Right. You know, the I think that that feedback's been solicited. And whatever topic a member has brought up has always been treated respectfully and and kind of openly by mm-hmm. both the committee and the and the staff and the the people who are present. So yeah, that's one of the things I, I appreciated was was how much um, voice I guess you gave the committee into the to the vision. That's good that you say that because sometimes I think I'm talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we weren't going to say anything about that, but um, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> no, but uh, can you can you go over the the three points of of the the vision you're that we're moving forward with? Yeah. So so one of the one of the big things that we did after we we were preparing for the levy mm-hmm. first off, so that was our first priority. Right. Uh, Josh mentioned that you know, so just wanted to give the committee an idea of you know what a levy is how it works, the funding that happens, what happens if we, why, why it's needed for us to pass it, what happens if we don't pass it. So once we passed it, um, you know, whew, you know, that kind of thing, <laughs> right. celebration. And um, that was good. But then we started working on the strategic plan mm-hmm. and the strategic plan is really a, you know, it's a, it's a document that if you, if you go to a lot of school districts and you say, you know, most school districts have a strategic plan. I mean, we, we currently have a strategic plan, but it's one of those things that 
you know, you post up on a board somewhere, right. or, you know, and and most people, if you said, you know, what's the vision of the district or what's the goal of the district or what, what does this district stand for? You know, well, you know, where's that strategic plan? Again? <laughs> you, you dust it off. So it's 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 not necessarily been um, meaningful. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I wanted is I wanted it to be meaningful. Mm-hmm. And um, I know what we're working on in the district. I mean, we're not, you know, it's not like we're right. flying <laughs> flying blind. But but you want everybody to be on the same page because we've talked about this idea of working better together mm-hmm. and this idea if we're all kind of pointed in the same direction, we know where we want to get. There's power in that. Mm-hmm. And so the the committee really helped with that. And we ended up with three um, goals. One is around high quality instruction. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one that we've we've been working on internally. But to get that out there and for it to come, I mean, it's different. I mean, Josh mentioned it before, this idea that, you know, um, he doesn't, you know, he didn't really understand the inner workings. Well, you know, my vision of coming from the inside of, of high quality instruction is different from what a parent wants from high quality instruction. So just getting that viewpoint was huge. So mm-hmm. high quality instruction was one. The other one was a safe and caring um, environment, mm-hmm. safe and caring culture, right. which is which obviously every you know parent wants for their right. kid. And then the third for for us, the one that you know really helped develop was just this idea of you know community engagement mm-hmm. and com- community being our, all of our stakeholders, um, you know staff in, included, but this community engagement and and the district being transparent and open uh willing to listen and and communicating effectively so that's where we ended up mm-hmm. and just the the insight that that the committee was able to give us was invaluable hmm. well i think that the 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 fact that we settled on that as the as the third item i, I think that kind of goes to show that that the communities on it's fully engaged and on board with that part of the focus. You know, the, the committee put that forward. We, you know, we were all self-selected to be there. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we, we got chosen from that pool, but we put our names out there. But I think that resonates with everybody in the community. When I moved back here, um, I moved away in 2007, just recently got back. And, um, you know, that's a thing that you hear, you hear a lot about is, you know, are the schools listening and, and, mm-hmm. um, it's that transparency there. And I mean, I think this is a great, I mean, not a first step, but a, a large step forward. Right. Yeah. And I think after COVID, like people teaching their kids at mm. home really <laughs> wanted to know what happens in the school and mm-hmm. how do I get involved and how do I get my kid back into the school? Right. Right. Like, great right. point. Yeah. So which of those three, the high quality instruction, safe and caring environment and community engagement uh, are, are kind of at the top of your list and why? Um, I'd say the safe and caring environment. I mean, that's what builds and molds our children. Mine are so young right now. They're going to learn. We are there to support them. But if they feel empowerment and support at school, that feels like it's the most important. And I get happy kids at home at the end of the day. Right. Yeah, I honestly don't think you can have the first one without that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's so integral to having the high quality education is to have an environment that's conducive to learning. Um, And so the fact that that's, the, the, the school district saying that this is going to be a, a huge focus for us. I think that that speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I think I, that's definitely at the top of my list. Probably though, uh, at least a close second. I've never questioned the high quality instruction. Like I've mm-hmm. never been concerned about that, at, at, and really at any school district because you know there's so many there's so many standards and you know that that you have to meet mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. for schools. Um, but the community engagement has been one that's been kind of most concerning for me. Uh, not just at battleground, but just everywhere you know across the nation, yeah. we've lost that that community pride in so many so many ways. We've gotten so busy with with life and so busy with technology and all those things that we're we're we've pulled out of our communities that we actually live in. And I don't you know I've I've talked about this a, a couple of times around the table, but you know there was there was something special about growing up in a in a community that was really invested in the schools, and you know you'd be playing your rival, and the stands would be packed and there'd be people standing all around the field, you know, and there'd be all the things that happened before and after. And, and those, those kinds of events, or we were talking with, um, with Dave after the last, the last episode about, mm-hmm. uh, 
or was it on the episode about was it the hick hick day or something like that? that right, battleground uh, used to have yeah. back in the back in the day. Yeah, when they were playing a, a specific rival, and and right. you know everyone would dress in overalls, and guys mm. would drive their tractors <laughs> to the game or something like yeah, that. And it's like yeah. that'd be cool to to see yeah. something like that happen again. And there's you know the the community I think is so important to the schools, and and we've gotten away from that. I love to. I, that's one reason I'm kind of digging on that so yeah. often. Yeah, and and mine, you know, mine is probably the high quality mm-hmm. instruction. And I know that, you know, you, you say that, you know, well, that should be a given, but it's, it's amazing that, you know, and one of the things I hope I have conveyed, um, to, to all of you being part of the CAC is the complicated nature of schools and all of the things that we're getting from. But I think sometimes we can lose sight of that mm-hmm. and it needs to be, um, deliberate. It needs to be intentional that we are working on those things. It needs to be a priority so that you don't lose sight of it with the, with the hundreds of different things that you're, you're trying to balance or, you know, keep the plates spinning. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, that one, that one has been, has been really good, but I think they all fit, you know, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. as, as you said, you know, you need, you know, you, you need to have a safe and caring culture if you want kids to be in a spot where they're going to be able to learn. And then mm-hmm. you want your, you want your focus to be on high quality instruction because the end result of that is, you know, success in life for kids, mm-hmm. um, which by the way, is part of our vision. Right. Um, <laughs> and then, and then the third, the third prong of that is, you know, to Ivy's point, you know, you, you want to have people feel like they're a a part of it, mm-hmm. you know, that they, that they, that they have a voice and that they understand. You know, a lot of time I think people, you know, they, they have a, they have a voice and they want to have it and they're not really, they don't know where to, you know, what you'd scream into a microphone. Right. I mean, right. so you, that's why you see this stuff across the country, you know, people going to, to the school board meetings just to lodge a complaint about something. Cause there's not really an avenue. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, you have contact with your, your, your your kid's teacher and right. you know th- that might be the limit of it and so i do think that's something that's really neat and special about um you know the way the battleground's putting this forward with the with the cac is that hey this is a venue for it this mm-hmm. is where you can supply that 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 voice so yeah and i th- you know that's one of the things we're trying to do as individual members but that's good for the community to know you know there are people out in your community because you also tried to get it you know kind of geographical right that is a geographical representation of the of the district as well so there's somebody that lives somewhat near you that's on the committee yeah that that cares and so um be a great great opportunity to get to know well a a byproduct of it you know this podcast is Mm -hmm. a byproduct right i mean that's you being part of the committee and saying hey we got this idea another one you know ivy reached out recently about the idea of a of a buddy bench you know i never heard of that yeah, the term buddy I heard bench about that. right and then you know she sent along a, a a video and i think part of the reason she i mean she can speak for herself but part of the reason was well i know denny and yeah. i can yeah. i can send denny an mm-hmm. email and you know that was cool and and there was this video attached to it i watched the video and i was like why aren't we doing this? <laughs> I did do that, use that to my advantage. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's the best. Yeah. To my, me, that's the best part of it. My, part of a safe and caring environment at school right. is, you know, my kid was having a hard time finding a friend to play with at the playground. And the only two benches were red benches for timeouts. And I was mm. like, there's not anywhere where you can go find a friend or a friend can spot you. Mm. And I was like, I've heard about this. So I sent couple messages to the school and they're like, oh, it has to go through this big committee and it has to be voted on. See, I'm like, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I'm going to send it to Denny. <laughs> we're going to go over the, well, But it, apparently they were already in, in route somewhere. prior to COVID and then everything had to slow down for a while. So they were out there, but now there's like a new push to get them finished yeah, and get them yeah, done. Yeah. All oh, of our primary on. schools are going to have buddy benches. That's awesome. I'm pretty yeah. sure they have one at daybreak. Yes. There's one or two schools okay. that do have it, but it was they right were, after you brought it up. Up. I, I went there with my son to play at the playground or something, and I saw it. I was like, "Hey, it's a buddy bench." Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. 
Well, that's that's one of the things you know, making making it better, and that's just a you know a, a small but significant way to bring one little idea in, and it makes it better. But yes. you imagine that one you know that one kid who's really struggling to find a friend that gets a buddy and maybe becomes forms a lifelong or just maybe even an introduction into friendship in the school that paves the way to more relationships. You know, that's a life changing event for that kid, and and it can feel like it's well, it's it's a cool, it's a neat idea, and it doesn't feel like well, you get one bench in a school. How much how much impact is it going to make? But when you look at it from just one life changing moment for for a yes. student, that's incredible. It is, yeah. It is. And that's the thing is that you know I, you know, it's easy to lose sight, especially in my job, the perspective and the little things that are going to make big differences. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't thinking of buddy benches, right? You know, and, and, and then I was, and then it was a really good idea. So then, you know, we, we made it happen. So, but just offering that perspective, uh, listening to parents' experiences, you know, one, you know, the CAT committee has been able to tell me, you know, members have been able to tell me about their experiences going into schools and the interactions that they've had. And some, sometimes those interactions have been negative. Well, Mm -hmm. that's powerful to hear, Mm -hmm. you know, because number one, I know them and I know the quality of the individual. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just like, really, that's the way you got treated. And so it's an opportunity for us to work on improving our systems or strengthening our systems. So it, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's been wonderful. Yeah, and having having a group of people who are invested in the in the success of the of the school district, as opposed to people who may just be looking to tear something down, is probably a better source of feedback, where you, you can trust the source a little bit better. Yeah, um, we need to do a, probably a whole episode on bonds. Mm-hmm. You keep um, saying that, yeah. yeah. Right. That's going to be a two-hour episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, can, can you just give us a quick, a quick overview on it? I actually I missed that. That was the one meeting I missed this year. Was the bond, the bond meeting? Yeah. Is it possible to do a, a, just a quick synopsis on on a, a bond discussion moving forward? Well, in order to um, build schools in the state of Washington. Um, you either have to pass a capital levy, which is a smaller, um, usually a smaller amount of money that's paid back over a shorter period of time. So there's there's benefits and and and, and negatives mm-hmm. to that. Or you have to pass a bond, um, and a bond is typically paid out over twenty years. Mm-hmm. You you pay back a bond, and um, and, and that's the way you build new buildings. And if you pass a bond, um, the state typically will come in and say, okay, since you passed the bond, then we're going to provide you with some state. I, the term is used matching funds, but it's far from matching. <laughs> so it's a, it's a small percentage mm-hmm. that makes up. So, you know, for instance, we, we might pass a bond for, you know, $100 million and the state would give us you know, an additional 30. So if we needed 130 million to build two schools, um, you know, we, we would ask the taxpayers to fund a hundred million and mm-hmm. we'd get 30 million from the state. Um, but that's the way, I mean, if you're, if you're going to pass a, if you're going to build a new school in the state of Washington, you really have to pass a bond or you have to save up your impact fees. Cause that's another way you can mm-hmm. get money from builders who are building new houses or new apartment complexes. Uh, they pay a fee every time a building goes out and the school mm-hmm. collects that. But that takes a long time right. in order to do that. Um, we've we've been successful with bonds in in Battleground. I mean, I think the last bond that we passed was 2006. So I say we've been successful. We have seen success. Um, we haven't passed a bond in this district since 2006. And mm-hmm. to Ivy's point, um, we have some older buildings. You know, right. I mean, I think I've talked about Glenwood is built in 19, 1964. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Glenwood is 1956. Lauren is, is okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember when we were running the bond campaign to rebuild, we had Elvis in the picture because it was the 50s and Dwight Eisenhower. <laughs> yeah, I, I visually see it and I thought it said 64, yeah. but it was like before even M- MLK Jr. died. You know, right. it's like the, right. the, the, I have a speech right. is the same year. Right. Right, and you know we we've, we've, we've talked recently, you know, with the with the school shooting 
that just happened in, in Texas, um, you know, it puts us at a decided disadvantage with our schools because obviously when they were building, when we were building schools in the 60s and the 70s and the, even into the 80s, even maybe into the 90s, mm-hmm. you know, school um, violence, especially to that level, was unheard of. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our schools are what, you know, designed what we have referred to many times as a California design, you know, open sprawling buildings mm-hmm. with, with, um, you know, outside entryways and, you know, as though it were 72 degrees every day in the state yeah. of Washington and it didn't rain. Yeah. And it's not but, just, um, my wife taught up in, uh, Kelso school district and Beacon Hill was that way. And I remember, you know, this is this is Washington, and I went and you know would visit her in the winter time, and the kids are outside because they don't have an inside space for them, and they're freezing, you know, because that's like, right. why did why did anyone think this was a good idea to to build a building like this in the in the Pacific Northwest, especially exactly. at that point in time when it was a lot cooler? I mean, it's, it's things have warmed up. It's not there yeah. are seasons when it's not as bad for kids now, but back in the in the fifties and sixties, it was. But we attempted different. a bond, and we attempted to you. Know, know to try to rebuild uh, Pleasant Valley uh, to to try to replace Lauren and Glenwood to look at some renovation to Prairie to have some safety um, um, improvements in all of our schools and since that time since the 2006 we've been unsuccessful um, three times hmm. um, to pass a bond and so you know that's one of the things I mean I think we've never had a citizens advisory committee to help guide, we had we had what we call a fit team, uh, facilities improvement team. Mm-hmm. Ding, yeah. right? <laughs> Sorry, um, but, engaged in the conversation. Yeah, but that was, that was a, it was it wasn't as as widespread as this team, um, the the CAC. Um, but just you know, my hope is that the perspective that the that the that the CAC team can offer us can maybe guide us through that that process well, and one of the challenges is unlike the levy that's it's 60 percent the pass yes. upon is that right yes um i mean it's, it's got to be something people are are hyper aware of right now is the the need for um you know updated buildings modern buildings and s- school security and mm-hmm. um uh, you know the what happened down there and uh, across the country in recent history it's just sad and mm-hmm. it, and it makes you as a as a parent just you know you worry about your kid's safety and if you can't think they're safe at school then what it what place is safe right you know in their rooms is that it mm-hmm. um so i do think it needs to be a priority when you hear the <laughs> the schools from what do you had so dead elvis on it it puts it in perspective <laughs> right. but yeah these are not modern facilities mm-hmm. Well, and, and one way to get uh, some perspective on the facilities is what we just did uh, a couple of weeks ago, the patron tour. And so want to talk about that a little bit, but um, that's an opportunity for anyone in the community to, to get to know a little bit more about what's happening. You can see the facilities, you can see you know what's happening in the classrooms, and it's a real eye-opening experience. So if you're listening, definitely encourage you to uh, to get in touch with the district and get your name on the list for the next yeah, patron our, tour. Our plan is to have um, two patron tours next year, one in the fall and one in the spring. But let's talk about that and, and how that opened your eyes. I had a, f- a few comments about that, but there, there were some aha moments for me. What were some of your your thoughts af- after doing that? What a cool experience. And that I, I didn't know that was something that would be open to the community. So I would definitely yeah, echo that and encourage anybody interested to go and um, sign up and try mm-hmm. to get involved with that. Um, to me, I, I, gra- I went to Batteron High School um, you know, uh, two th- 2000 was my graduation year. So 96 to 2000. And, you know, it's the same school. I recognize the hallways. I, they, um, the, we had an ASB rep that took us around and, you know, she, she was really involved and she, Oh, how's it changed? And I said, well, I don't remember a whole lot, but I know I was doing sign language down this hallway right here. And I say that and right as we're passing people that are <laughs> signing in the hallway. Um, no, I thought it was really cool at the high school, like some of the elect- different electives they've, uh, that they put on. You know, we got to see people were making jewelry with the uh, mm-hmm. metal and glass and yeah, doing some cool. of that. And the 
culinary arts students in there prepping lunch that we got to eat. And, you know, I can attest to it. It's, they're, they're learning some good techniques. I, I, maybe I need to go and audit a course. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's an, you can audit college classes. Maybe we need to let community members audit high school classes now. There's some things I think would be fun to learn. I'll, I'll, I'll write that down. Right. <laughs> but one of the things that I, I can't remember who I talked to about this, but the thing that was weird to me coming back into the high school, because I didn't grow up, I didn't grow up here. But it smells exactly like my high school in Ohio. <laughs> is, that a, is that a good thing I or don't a know. bad thing? I don't know if it's a cleaner, like a combination of the cleaner that like all schools use and paper and sweat, or I have no idea what it is. Sweat but and teenagers. teenagers. <laughs> but it smelled exactly like my high school. But what was, Ivy, what was one of your things from the tour? Um, I was, I think, in the same group as you, a very uh, similar experience. I have, I graduated high school, I'm going to age myself, in 98, so... We had home ec, so one, one home ec and band. Like it, first class <laughs> we walked into, <laughs> we had the first class we walked into was culinary class, and I was so impressed with them. And mm-hmm. um, then the jewelry making class, and I was like, I never had these opportunities. Right. But even as we went into the middle school, and you know, they were building things on you know pins on computers, oh. and um, just walked into some of the different classes in there and just the facility itself was beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. which is up, uh, chief, 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 chief Umtuck, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then the elementary school too, like all those kids just mm-hmm. so excited, so happy. Right. And so it was really eye opening to just kind of see kids back in an environment where they were happy and all the opportunities that they had. Mm-hmm. The one, the one I loved was probably, Near and dear to your heart was the the futures. Yeah, we went oh, yeah. to we went to the futures program at the Dodge House, which is right next to Captain Strong and Chief Umtouch. So yeah, that was that was just incredible to me. Just the the love and care. Yeah, and that's for for our listening audience. Yeah. That's um, um, our eighteen to twenty one year old transitional um, program for students that have disabilities, and they just they go there to learn some life skills and job skills employment skills that are going to help them um, live independent lives once they're finished with school. And they have the barkery. Yep, the barkery and a clothes closet, and they go out to job sites. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and they, they made everybody a snack. Yeah. They, it, yeah. was, it was really wonderful to walk through there. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Um, Mike, Mike, who was in our group, ate one of the dog biscuits. <laughs> that's what he. That's what he said. Yeah. So I, I wasn't brave enough to do it with him. But what was his verdict in the dog biscuit? Uh, he he put on a good face. Um, <laughs> well, one of the things my Havanese is a fan. I'll say that I haven't yeah. tested them myself. <laughs> one of the things that they pride themselves on. So again, our our listening audience is that they're you know all natural mm-hmm. you know right. ingredients, and so it's got to be okay for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, yeah, yeah. He's, it was safe, but uh, later, later on in the tour, you could you could see he was really longing for a lot of a lot of something to drink. Oh, so get the taste <laughs> they looked a little mouth. dry. Yeah, <laughs> but you can buy those around town, right? Yes, and, yes. and support the yeah. support that yeah. specific program. And yeah, but I would yeah, I would strongly encourage sign up for that. Get to know it. The only thing I was disappointed on is we didn't get, get didn't get a ride on a school bus. Right, mm. right, and and in the past we have. Oh, okay. So the we were just fortunate in that the schools that we were visiting were all in the neighborhood, you know, so we were able to go from one to the other. But um, in the past we've gotten on. We did a tour um, uh, right before COVID, where we went from Prairie High School to um, Pleasant Valley Primary and Pleasant Valley Middle. Mm. So we got three, but. We had to get on the bus and travel. Right. So yeah, a little bit different. I so, do want to give a little shout out to the jazz uh, yes. band. Yeah, that, was that was a wonderful entertainment at lunch. Yes. I was a band kid from sixth grade to high school graduation, mm-hmm. and they were phenomenal. Yep, they were yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I played trombone, so I was watching the trombones. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of makes me sad though, because um, he uh, he's retiring soon, right? Yes, I think we're still good though. He's not retiring now. He said one more year because yeah. he wants to go to New York. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, so my daughter's in fifth grade, and she's so excited about band. She right. plays clarinet, and she wanted to change just so she could get on jazz band. Because I guess uh, at the uh, middle school level, you don't have one. But the the actually was the gal that was our tour guide. She was uh, she was switching instruments, so she mm. did a little clarinet in right. the jazz yeah. band. But so she'll be disappointed uh, that she didn't get to join this award winning band, or maybe they'll keep it going. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. The, you know, the idea I think is what it's what we're known for, um, the jazz band. But part of that is because of Greg. 
mm-hmm. uh, Greg mm-hmm. McKelvey is our our band director there, and you know Greg just has a a history um, with with jazz music. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's it goes back a long time for him. Um, so you know you hope that you you, you want to continue it, but you know you got to find the right got to find the right person, got to right. find somebody who wants to. Uh, continue jazz. And yeah, and you, you can't say enough about what he's done for that program and yeah. continues to do for those those kids, those students. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, hopefully they you, know, you guys get someone. You have some big shoes to fill, Denny. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No pressure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, one of the things I hope you hear, listeners, is uh, that that your superintendent and your district is actively not just not willing to hear, but actively seeking out input from the community and uh and hearing that uh, hopefully in the podcast you'll you'll feel the freedom to well if i if i have something that i want to talk about then you know then you'll then will sit down yep. with you hear your hear yep. your open door policy yeah. you send me an email yeah. or give me a call and if we want to if we want to meet we'll meet yeah yeah but if not you know you're you're in a school district from from north to south east to west the big district where where the the leaders want to hear from from the members of those communities where those schools are it's it's not something where it's, they're they're uh, in isolation they're they're a part of of your community they want it to be even more more integrated into the community as they have the opportunity so yeah all right yeah i think it's something special i'm i'm excited that 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 this is the direction that they're going to be a small part of it. And, uh, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say it's unique, but it's certainly not something that you think is across the board. So I I have learned a lot about it and how big it is. I think you always mention the square mileage of the school district versus other school areas. And I still have to venture further North, but, um, I will attest I'm the one who raises my hand whenever an acronym is, is mentioned in the group because I'm like, New here, what's that? Right. So, but I've learned so much, and definitely when we talk about levies and bonds, the difference of them, I had no idea like such a difference. Mm-hmm. Levies yeah. are for learning, bonds are for building. There you go. There we go. That <laughs> was the thing. There you go. Well, Josh and Ivy, thanks for uh, taking time out of your day to join us for this episode. Oh, thanks for having us. Thank you. There are about 30 members of the Citizens Advisory Committee, each one representing a little bit different stage of life and point of view. If you have an issue you'd like the CAC to address, there's likely a member living near you. Now, this is our last episode of the first season. Thanks for helping get this podcast off to a great start. Thanks to Rita and Chris for scheduling guests. Thanks to Denny for being willing to put yourself out there. Also, thanks to Jenna for designing the podcast artwork. We plan to be back this August with new episodes. Until then, please help spread the word to your friends and neighbors. Have a great summer. If you have a question or a topic that you'd like us to cover on the podcast, you can send an email to info at bgcast.org. We'll do our best to not only cover topics that matter to the district, but also those that matter to us as members of the Battleground community. You can also join our mailing list by going to bgcast.org where we'll post the episodes and any additional information necessary. Until next time, I'm David Lindner, and thanks for working to bring the Battleground community and schools together. The BG Cast is a production of 6-8 Media in partnership with Battleground Public Schools.